Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Today is Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. Trump to visit East Palestine, donate water, supplies amid Biden's failed response. The demon-possessed person trying to put Trump in jail makes cable news rounds. Even CNN is cringing and Cash Patel joins the show to talk us through what Donald Trump is about to do in East Palestine. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. Lots of crashes. We've seen them up close with our own eyes. These crashes are dangerous. There are even more happening all the time. More train crashes, more crashes all the time. This is just the environment that Joe Biden is creating in our crashing country. What will crash next? The stock market, the real estate market. Are you prepared? You need to act now and act fast and to protect what you have worked hard for. And if you value your privacy and your security like I do, you should take my advice and protect your money with my friends at Allegiance Gold. With the highest rating in the industry and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau, Allegiance Gold can help protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold. Gold and silver. Gold and silver are the only assets that build value against the government. So as the dollar goes down, gold goes up. And the more dollars you print, well, gold is just a scarcity resource. It is a precious metal and is precious for a reason. Protect yourself today. Right now, get up to $5,000 in free silver for a qualifying investment when you visit protectwithbenny.com or call 844-66-BENNY, B-E-N-N-Y, protectwithbenny.com. Ladies and gentlemen, today is the day. Today is the day where a U.S. president will finally visit East Palestine, Ohio. Of course, it's not the current resident of an oval-shaped office on Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. It happens to be Donald Trump. Joe Biden couldn't be bothered. Joe Biden actually went on a through line to the opposite end of the world, Ukraine. If you look at a map, and if you pull up Ukraine on a map, you'll find that Ukraine is 5,000 miles away from Washington, D.C. Ukraine is a 12-hour flight plus a 10-hour train ride away from Washington, D.C. So Joe Biden purposefully decided to flee East Palestine, Ohio. Joe Biden hasn't lifted a finger, hasn't even talked about East Palestine, Ohio. East Palestine, Ohio is a 30-minute flight from Washington, D.C. He could have done it and come back in time for a matlock in the afternoon to fall asleep to with his applesauce. But instead, Joe Biden chose to go to Ukraine and to stage a fake air raid, which we have covered, to stage a fake air raid, we'll say it again, with an actor president, Volodymyr Zelensky, and to wobble around, even though there were no Russian MiGs in the air and no missiles in the air, and to try and act tough for the cameras. To honor Ukrainian dead soldiers when he couldn't honor American dead soldiers when there was a dignified transfer after the chaotic and suicidal pullout from Afghanistan in which Joe Biden personally got 13 Americans killed. Joe Biden was looking at his watch for those sacred dead as they rolled off the plane and flag draped coffins, but Joe Biden stood directly at attention and hit his mark when he was in Kiev. Honoring, of course, the Ukrainians dead because, well, Joe Biden gets something politically out of that. Joe Biden gets nothing politically out of going to East Palestine, Ohio. This is Trump country. This county voted 70 percent for Donald Trump. Inside of this county are hardworking, salt of the earth individuals who aren't big time billionaire Democrat Party donors. These people are just the fabric of America. They're the forgotten men and women. They deserve 
our respect. They deserve, of course, our humanity and our basic decency. They are humans just like we are, regardless of how they look, vote, or where they live. And so that fact is not lost on Donald Trump. And in fact, we are going to detail for you exactly how Donald Trump's visit is going to go. Donald Trump's visit is going to happen today, this afternoon. We have the updates for you presently. But just last night, Donald Trump was talking about his visit. And so I guess we'll begin with Trump himself talking about why he's going to Ohio. Watch. And even now you have a president going to Ukraine and you have people in Ohio that are in desperate need of help. And I was very proud to say that I announced I was going to Ohio. You know, FEMA said we're not going to give him anything. The Biden administration said we're not going to give him anything. And then I announced I'm going. But they weren't going to get anything from FEMA. They weren't going to get anything from anybody. And then I announced I'm going. And FEMA said, oh, we'll give you whatever you want. Everybody's throwing it at him now. And you know what? I'm happy about that. That's good. We're going to go on Wednesday. But as soon as we announced we were going, the money started rolling in. But it's not supposed to be that way, is it? No, it's not supposed to be that way. Well, we are pleased to announce that Donald Trump is taking off right now. We have an image actually tracking his plane. You can see here this is Donald Trump's plane. That's the tail number. And that plane has now departed on its way to East Palestine, Ohio. Meanwhile, I personally I believe that Joe Biden is still in Europe. Joe Biden can't be bothered again to just travel up the interstate to a war zone inside of his own country and a town that he himself personally nuked. Why do I say such a thing? Well, because uh, it is the government's. It was the government's decision to nuke that town, to harm those poor individuals. They could have done a much more costly evac of that area and then gotten rid of the chemicals without having to spray it into the air and poison the water and the air and the soil for these people. So we are very, very proud that finally somebody is paying a little bit of attention to them who has power. Don Jr. updates directly from Trump's plane uh, just moments ago. Here you go. What's going on, guys? Uh, I guess since Pete Buttigieg, Joe Biden, the Democrat Party, and basically most of Washington, D.C. refuses to do their actual job, uh, someone's got to step up and actually fill that void. So we are now boarded uh, Trump Force One waiting for the big guy, not the 10 percent big guy, just my big guy. And we're going to go to East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, we're going to meet with the people there. It seems like just Donald Trump actually announcing that he was going to go there um, in and of itself uh, got finally FEMA to act after they said they weren't going to do anything after they said, well, you know, it's not really our thing. Of course, it's never their thing, right? Uh, guess what? Ukraine's not our thing either. And yet we're there giving them trillions. OK, so don't forget that. But at least it seems we pushed people to actually act for a change, to actually do their damn jobs. So people who are not doing their jobs, Pete Buttigieg was caught last night wandering around a very fancy D.C. neighborhood with his husband, and they were presumably going out to eat somewhere. Um, I know this. I know exactly where they are in Washington, D.C. I live in Washington, D.C. for 15 years. This is a very fancy part of town. And a reporter came up to Pete Buttigieg and asked him very politely, very respectfully, Hey, uh, why aren't you going to Ohio? Why are you standing around inside of media studios? And, you know, Pete Buttigieg is finally feeling the heat, Donald Trump bringing the heat. 
And we're going to detail exactly what Donald Trump's about to do in Ohio for you. And so now Biden is in pure panic mode saying you got to get ahead of this. You can't let Donald Trump steal the show. You can't let this become our Katrina which we have sources inside the administration who's telling us exactly that. So Pete Buttigieg is feeling the stress. Pete Buttigieg, instead of getting on the first plane to Ohio, which he has his own plane, so he could go anytime, unlike unlike our team who had to like fly at 4 a.m. in the morning. We had to fly there to get there and do our, we had to get in there at 4 a.m. in the morning. Pete Buttigieg can like stop all air traffic. He has his own plane. We don't have our own plane. So why is Pete Buttigieg wandering around after what was presumably a very fancy four-star dinner inside of a posh little rat-infested neighborhood in Washington, D.C.? A reporter asked that question, and what did Pete Buttigieg do? Man, the creepy rat himself took a photo of her. Man, I mean, this is, again, stranger than fiction. This reporter from the uh, Daily Caller News Foundation, uh, great job, watch. Secretary, what do you have to say? Hi, how are you? Good. Jenny Taylor at the Daily Caller News Foundation. What do you have to say to the folks in Ohio, East Palestine, who are suffering right now? Well, I've referred to about a dozen interviews I've given today, and uh, if you'd like to arrange a conversation, make uh, sure to reach out to our press office, but I'm have that conversation with you. Just you don't have a here. message for them? I do, and I shared it with the press many times today. I'd refer you to those comments. Mind sharing it with us? No, I'm going to refer you to the comments that I made to the press because uh, right now I'm taking some personal time and I'm walking down the street. Are you going down there? <clears throat> What's up? Are you going down there at all? Um, yeah, I am. When are you going? Uh, I'll share that uh, when I'm ready. Then okay, I'll talk thank down the you. Can I, get a, can I get a photo of you? Yeah. Can I get a photo of you? Wait, what? So he's going to take then a, a creep shot of the reporter? Like, what is wrong with this man? He's sitting there walking through an area called Eastern Market in Washington, D.C. Again, this is a very posh, very fancy little neighborhood. This is not Pete Buttigieg uh, troubling himself at all. And in fact, Pete Buttigieg saying he's taking some personal time right now. While the people of East Palestine can't drink their water, they don't have any clean food to eat. The people of East Palestine are fearing their children's future. We went there for just a few hours and our throat was burning and our face was burning and our nose was burning. We uh, got a little bit of a tip off yesterday, broke some news that Pete Buttigieg will be heading to Ohio today. Now, we are still waiting on confirmation for this. We reached out to the Department of Transportation. A high ranking uh, member of a security team in Ohio uh, is telling us that Pete Buttigieg is going to go today in order to overshadow Trump's visit. Now, this was breaking news last night. Again, we are waiting on that confirmation. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, our source is a very good one and saying that Mayor Pete is going to go there and we'll tell you exactly their quotes, going to go there because Donald Trump, the administration is terrified that Donald Trump is going to turn this into, and I quote, a circus and it's going to turn into Joe Biden's Katrina, which of course is something that was a big black scar on the face of George, the Bush administration, right? Uh, because they mishandled a emergency in with Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. So the Biden administration is scared assless that Trump will turn this thing into a circus and will make it our Katrina, source with inside knowledge planning of the trip. That's what they told me. And then Buttigieg was told to get his A on a plane. So we'll see if Buttigieg shows up and if our reporting is correct there. We have been emailing the Department of uh, Transportation, we have been demanding an answer. They have not denied this report yet, which means that we're right, ladies and gentlemen. And why would they be so scared of Donald Trump? 
Well, we actually went into the archives and we found some old Trump footage of when he was president. It looks like Camelot watching these uh, clips, man, back when there were emergencies or natural disasters or man-made disasters during Donald Trump's presidency. How did Donald Trump respond? Boy, what a different America we lived in. Check out how Donald Trump responded to Texas and Texans getting their homes flooded by Hurricane Harvey in 2017. President Trump visited one of the relief centers housing Texans displaced by Hurricane Harvey in Houston. He heaped praise on the government response and promised to help survivors rebuild. As tough as this was, it's been a wonderful thing. I think even for the country to watch and for the world to work. Today, First Lady Melania Trump and the president comforted children and handed out meals to families. Wow, you know what's interesting? Donald Trump was in Houston there. Houston is a dark blue city in Texas. Houston sends to Congress one of the most racist and one of the most depraved and duplicitous and stupidest individuals in our Congress, someone named Sheila Jackson Lee. This was presumably her district. So Donald Trump is going to a Democrat part of this state, to a place that didn't vote for him, undoubtedly, a place that sends mentally ill people and brain damaged people to Congress to fight him and hurt him. And it didn't matter to Donald Trump because these people were Americans. And Donald Trump's holding and hugging families. I don't think he asked who they voted for ahead of time. Donald Trump was there like the week it happened. That's what a real president would do for Americans. Trump meets with Alabama tornado survivors. There was a horrible tornado, killed many people in Alabama, ripped through communities, uh, turned them upside down. And Donald Trump went and did this. So Donald Trump went to North Carolina handing out uh, relief meals. Donald Trump stood in the hot sun and handed out plastic trays of food to people. A young boy came up to Donald Trump and asked this. Watch. Tucker, he's helping us today. Do, do they have ice up there, Yes, they do. Okay. Pull that on up there and they'll give you some ice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care of the house. It's a lot for everybody. You bet. Let's go get Tucker. You want to see Donald Trump's superpower? I'll show you Donald Trump's superpower. His superpower is being a human being. His superpower is doing what Christ calls us to do, which is to see each individual person as a soul, as a human being, as somebody to be cared for. And that's what Donald Trump did even while he was running for president. Watch. Um, I was Miss Wisconsin USA in 2005. Okay. And, um... I can see why. Thank you. Um, you have been... I just want to say thank you. You saved me in so many ways. And in recent years, um, I've been struggling um, with an incurable illness, and I'm on home care now. It was caused by a doctor's medical negligence, and... In those dark days, fighting, um, right now all the tubes have been removed and I have a do not resuscitate order and I have a seven-year-old son. In those days, 
in the hospital, I received from you a handwritten letter that said to the bravest woman I know. And I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. You, um, such a wonderful, beautiful woman. I mean, just an amazing woman. And, and you, because of your efforts, have sent him to college. And I have been writing letters to him for when I'm in heaven to tell him that what you've done for him. Now he has a great responsibility to pay it forward, just as you have done for us. And I can't thank That's you. That's so nice. Thank you, honey. Thank you. I'm sorry. I have to go down and say hello. Is that okay? Aww. Trump walks up to the woman who's terminally sick in Wisconsin and hugs her and then kisses her. What a wonderful man and what a superpower. But actually, it's a power given to us by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because all God calls us to do is to see each other as human beings. The Good Samaritan is a wonderful story about someone who shouldn't be fraternizing with the bloody man on the side of the road, and he helps them out. It's such a famous story that atheists, atheists use it to run Samaritan's purse. I mean, people who aren't even religious, people who don't believe in God know the story of the Good Samaritan and tell the story of the Good Samaritan because it's such an iconic story from Christ himself about just reaching out and helping those before you that are in need, that are in your path in the best way that you can because God gives all of us, gives to all of us differently. And so from what God gives you, go out and help. And that's Donald Trump's superpower. And that's what you're going to see today. Now, throughout his entire presidency, you saw this in different forms and in different iterations and the toughest form. This next video is the toughest one. Hugging the person who's terminally ill, who says you saved her life. Man, that one's tough. But hugging the son of a father who died serving his country at Arlington Cemetery, man, that's a different level, I think, than anything, uh, and that is a pain and a suffering uh, that is uh, impossible to imagine or conceptualize. And Donald Trump was a master at it. Watch. Good-looking guy. Good dad. Great dad, right? Yeah. This is where I threw a rifle. Oh, my mom and dad. This is where I threw a rifle. That's where they threw a rifle, huh? Mm-hmm. What a boy. What a boy, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That young man lost his Marine father in Iraq. Every single Veterans Day, he goes and visits his father in Arlington Cemetery. He has a picnic on his father's headstone and wears his father's uniform. And Donald Trump went and embraced that young man and gave that young man a memory of a lifetime and honored his father with him. And that is what Donald Trump was so good at and so truly, uh, divinely inspired uh, for. What, what, you know, why, do I, why do I say that? Well, because uh, you actually need people to reach out in these moments. And 
what matters most is not really cash in your bank account uh, or FEMA uh, dropping money on you from space. Like what really matters, quite frankly, is a powerful person or just anyone really who can reach out and hug you and say everything's going to be okay. What really matters is just your fellow man and your fellow American reaching out to you and saying, I love you and we care about you and you're not forgotten. And if you're a child with muscular dystrophy and Donald Trump is signing legislation so that you can perhaps get better or be cured, well, you're going to get this reaction. Look at that. Have you ever seen anyone approach Joe Biden like that? Kids run away from Joe Biden. I'm not trying to make light of this, but like you've all seen the, the footage. I mean, kids know. Yo, kids know. Let me tell you, I got little kids. Kids are aware of people's energy. And you watch little children like sprint away from Joe Biden. They're scared of that man. Nobody runs up to hug him. Nobody reaches out to Joe Biden for solace or for any type of healing. Joe Biden is a sick and vindictive divider. Joe Biden abandoned his own nation. Joe Biden flew halfway around the world, as far away as he could get, actually, on a map from East Palestine, Ohio. He insulted these people. Uh, these people weren't his type of people. Well, let me tell you about another place that votes for Democrats and, you know, has not, you know, the, the, the language isn't even English. A place, place called Puerto Rico that was hit by a hurricane. And Donald Trump even traveled there. They're not even a voting state, right? So Donald Trump is getting literally nothing out of this. Puerto Rico votes for Democrats. Democrats want to make it a state. It is Puerto Rico. Everyone speaks Spanish there uh, in Puerto Rico. Uh, it's a U.S. territory. But Donald Trump gets no electoral votes from Puerto Rico. Donald Trump gets literally rock bottom nothing by going there. And Donald Trump went there and brought levity to people, brought goods to people, brought services to people, even when they were struck by a disaster. Donald Trump could just issue a tweet and a letter and said, I got other things to do, which he did. But even here in a place that can't deliver a single piece of value, Don, you know, Joe Biden could say, oh, I could maybe win Ohio if I tried hard enough. But Donald Trump couldn't even get electoral votes from Puerto Rico. And he went to Puerto Rico. We debated with my executive producer whether to include this clip because people tried to use it against Donald Trump. I think it's beautiful. Donald Trump uh, chucking paper towels into the audience in Puerto Rico after a disaster watch. When we were in East Palestine, you know what people wanted? People wanted to not be treated as though they were chemically toxic. They wanted to be treated as though like they were human beings. They wanted me if, if you know, you could sort of sense like if people wanted to like make crack a joke or like get a hug or like talk about something, talk about what's happening to them. Show like show me their kids. Show me like their car. Uh, talk to me about their job. Like they sort of just want you to treat them like a human being, not like they're radioactive or shouldn't be touched. Like they're some type of leper, like Joe Biden treats them. You know, they're not bringing Joe Biden there because they're scared of the chemicals in the air, actually. 
and how it would harm Joe Biden. But they'll let people live in those chemicals. And so Donald Trump is going to go there. Donald Trump is going to breathe those chemicals today. Donald Trump, according to our sources, is going to be delivering food, aid, water, tens of thousands of dollars worth. Donald Trump is going to be personally delivering. I don't know if he'll throw paper towels, but I actually don't think there's anything bad with that. There's nothing bad with having levity with people who need a little bit of a laugh or a hug or just meeting people where they are. It's good to meet people where they are. It's good to deliver humanity to them. That's what Donald Trump is going to do in Ohio today. And that is why people, that, that is why the administration is just absolutely scared assless about it. They look at polls like this. And this is a wild poll from this morning, actually, morning consult poll. Uh, Donald Trump has seen a massive boost in his approval rating since the uh, beginning of the year, January 2nd to February 19th. Donald Trump at 50% uh, uh, up against other uh, various people who may run against him uh, for president. So only one other person has actually announced there. Nikki Haley has actually officially announced. Uh, Ron DeSantis, Mike Pence, they may announce. We don't actually know. But Donald Trump is skyrocketing, actually, in uh, in polls, and they are worried. The left is petrified that Donald Trump will be the one to actually deliver the much-needed aid and service uh, and humanity that these people need so badly in East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, the water's safe, right? Drink the water, right? Uh, okay, well, let's see. Uh, residents in Ohio are coughing up blood. And over 1 million gallons of contaminated water have been excavated from the Ohio train derailment site. Okay, if the water's clean and if everyone should drink their water and bathe their children in water, then why the hell are they having to pump a million gallons of water out of that site? Check this out from Tucker Carlson last night. Residents of East Palestine coughing up blood, breathing the air, living on that soil, and drinking that contaminated rainbow water. Since we spoke, they tell us they've been coughing up blood. So we want to get an update from them. Nathan and Kelly join us now. Thank you both for coming on. Um, Nathan, first to you, coughing up blood. Yes, Tucker. Um, it was days after the incident, and um, that's it would have been the Sunday. And I woke up in a very horrific coughing spell, uh, almost like a bronchitis or pneumonia type. And uh, yeah, I don't know if it was just from the, the coughing fits or what, but uh, spats of blood did appear that night. And uh, a few days later, obviously, we evacuated town. It, it resided and went away. But that was one of the side effects. How, how, how old are you? I am tw I'm 30 now. Just turned 30 yeah, back in uh, February 16th. Yeah, I'm no doctor, but you should not be coughing up blood. I, we're going to speak to a doctor in a minute. I mean, I'm telling you what you know. So you've heard us say this before, but we were hacking and coughing after being in East Palestine. We're healthy individuals. Rolls-Royce just turned 21, uh, uh, our director of photography here, and he went with me to East Palestine, and we shouldn't be feeling this way after leaving. We're healthy, relatively robust, younger men. I'm 36. Uh, so I I'm... A pretty healthy dude, right? I'm married to a nurse and she keeps our family very healthy. And my skin was burning and my throat was burning. And my ears were burning. And my nostrils were burning. My eyes were bloodshot. Having I did a video showing everyone these symptoms, having left East Palestine, Ohio. That's how we felt. And we're healthy young men. We were just there for a couple hours. We weren't there all day. 
And so we needed to make the time matter while we were there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have some very, very good news to share with you about East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, uh, the Goya Foods chairman is doing some wonderful things there. Um, but before we get to that story, man, while we were there, we needed to document this to show the rest of the world because they wanted to ignore these people. It was hard to get cell phone service in East Palestine, Ohio. It's why we're happy to be partnering on this show with Patriot Mobile, who helped us uh, actually get stories and news and information out to you while we were there. Patriot Mobile offers service on all three major networks. They're great, dependable service. They're also anti-woke, and that reliable cell phone service allowed us to tell you a true story about what's happening uh, in this country. Patriot Mobile is the only Christian conservative wireless provider offering broad nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that is fighting to preserve your God-given freedoms. Plus, they are great for our business. We use them in our business at Patriot Mobile. So if you if you have a business, I encourage you to switch to Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com backslash Benny. Call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Benny. Make the switch today. Offer code Benny. PatriotMobile.com backslash Benny. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not just Donald Trump going there to help the people of East Palestine, Goya Foods CEO is delivering ready-made meals to the forgotten people of East Palestine. We think this is a wonderful story. We're going to bring you goodness. Uh, this CEO is also one of the men who went uh, uh, very viral by going to the White House while Donald Trump was president and giving an impassioned speech against communism. You'll uh, remember him from that. Watch. Uh, meantime, we've got uh, Bob Uanaway uh, right, right now. The Goya Foods CEO is helping folks in that community by providing food and beverages for the people of East Palestine, and it's been very warmly received. Um, he's kind enough to join us now. Uh, Mr. Uanaway, thank you very much. Why did you decide to do this? Well, Neil, I'm actually in Bay City, Michigan, the, the Thumb area of Michigan, meeting with farmers, and we're going over a lot of our beans and food are produced uh, in this area. And it also happens that, you know, during COVID, when there was a lack of food, uh, the products that we produce uh, around the country, beans, are a very important, uh, nutritious, uh, stable, staple. So uh, we're, we figured we'd provide food to this community uh, which already contains water. So we, we'll put our water in and then ship it to them, a ready-made uh, product. You know, with Turkey, we sent food to Turkey, and that's 47,000-plus uh, dead. This community is 4,700. But it's not the size of the community. It's that, in the ways, the, communities, uh, the community is forgotten. So I'm going to take a moment here and just reiterate what we said on War Room. We were on with Steve Bannon before uh, going live here. And we appreciate everyone. We, we got a lot of messages from that hit. And we appreciate everyone who's watched our video and watched our work there in East Palestine. We did what we could do. Uh, and we want to thank you for doing what, what you can do. And if you don't have $5 to give, and some people don't, God gives to each of us in different ways. We are all unique individuals. By watching our show, you allowed us to go there and, and to do something good and, and to inspire people. And so I would just want to reiterate what we said on Steve Bannon's show to start off the top of his show, which is that we are in a spiritual battle. It is a battle between darkness and light. We I know this in my heart. It is a battle between good and evil. 
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. And we need to win that battle. You need to be on the side of light. You need to be on the side of goodness. You as a Christian, you as an American are called to be light in a dark place. Uh, shining city on a hill is what America has been called. Uh, who's shining right now? Well, it's got to be us. No one's coming to save us. It's us. And so we don't need to ask permission from the government to go help. We don't need to ask permission from Joe Biden about when or where we can help our fellow Americans. We just get up and do it. And that's what we're called to do. Action. We're called to action. And so that's what we did. And we're so honored to be able to do that. And we have a lot of new things in the works because we're really thrilled that we were able to bring uh, light to our fellow Americans. And we're thankful for you because you watching gets us monetization and then we're able to go and we're able to go do good things. And so you are helping also in East Palestine. If you're watching right now this show, you're the one who helped in East Palestine. And so we say thank you. This is a, a battle between darkness and light. And we are going to highlight the people who are bringing light, like that Goya uh, CEO. Donald Trump is going to bring light to East Palestine today. We have the polling. We'll show you once more. This is why they need to take Donald Trump out. Donald Trump is surging in the polls right now. Donald Trump is absolutely blowing out. He's up 20 points in the polls right now. He's at 50% uh, in a Republican primary. And there are other polls out that show him clobbering. Joe Biden right now. Other polls show DeSantis clobbering Joe Biden. Joe Biden's weak. And Joe Biden scrambles off to Ukraine. Why? Why? An intentional insult to this nation. And so you're going to see the difference between America first and America last. And there are unfortunately some very demonic forces in our country that want to see America last because America is a light on a hill. CNN panel cringes at Trump jury four person in painful media appearances. So here's what's happening right now. Uh, in Georgia, a person named Emily Coors has been put in charge of a rigged jury that is uh, going to be uh, uh, indicting, apparently, Donald Trump for headlines uh, for Donald Trump's work on trying to uh, make elections more secure. Got it. So this person, Emily Kors, has been doing media rounds, and um, she's weird. She's not just weird. She's like borderline demonic. I, look at the—you I mean, can tell this. Like, look at the gyrations of the eyes, the strange squirreliness and weirdness of her, the motion in her body. I mean, I don't—listen, yeah, man, I'm no exorcist, but, I, like, there is a way that people act um, when they're not of right mind. And this person acts just like this. Even CNN, even Anderson Cooper and CNN's legal experts who, uh, by every measure, want to see Donald Trump in jail are going, this is, this is cringe. This is cringe. The giggling, the squeaking, man, CNN calling out uh, this, this deeply, deeply uh, deranged individual. Uh, watch, watch her media hit and tell me what you think. 
Is it, would you say, when it comes to, there are, indi there are indictments recommended, of course. Is it yes. more than 12 people? Is it more than 20 people? I think if you look at the page numbers of the report, there's about six pages in the middle that got cut out. Allow for spacing. It's not a short list. Not a short list. <laughs> More, I mean, when it comes to... Is anyone watching from Georgia? Does that person sound like someone who's raised in Georgia? What the hell is this person doing on a jury? Where the hell is this person from? This person is clearly from Oregon or like the Washington State. And they moved into Georgia like last year because they turned their city into an S-hole and there were too many hypodermic needles all over the ground and human feces. And so they moved into Georgia to try and make Georgia woke. And they went to Atlanta. There is no doubt in my mind. We've traveled to Georgia. I know a lot of great patriots in Georgia. Are you in Georgia? Does that person remind you of a person who was raised in Georgia? Well, what the hell is that person doing in charge of a jury that is trying to put Donald Trump in jail? That's exactly what they're doing. Watch. Did you personally want to hear from the former president? I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. Uh, okay. Maybe someone call an exorcist and a teeth whitener. Both at the same time for this person. You need to whiten this person's soul. What a sick, depraved individual. You're talking about you're talking about putting someone in jail, regardless of whether it's Trump or not, right? So this person is clearly a politically motivated uh crisis actor who is going out to talk about the essentially depriving the American of their freedom inside of some rigged jury. And here comes CNN of all places to say, what the hell is wrong with this person? This is a prosecutor's nightmare. Check this out. Why this person is talking on TV, I do not understand. She's clearly enjoying herself. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, is this responsible? She was the foreperson of this grand jury. This is a horrible idea, and I guarantee you that prosecutors are wincing watching her go on this. I was wincing just <laughs> watching her eagerness yes. to, like you know, hinted stuff. It's painful in that respect. This is a very serious prospect here. We're talking about indicting any person. You're talking about potentially taking away that person's liberty. We're talking about potentially a former president for the first time in this nation's history. She does not seem to be taking that very seriously. There's no reason for her to be out talking. No, I mean, there's a, right, it's okay. a prosecutor's nightmare. She, okay. Mark my words, Donald Trump's team is going to make a motion if there's an indictment to dismiss that indictment based on grand jury impropriety. She's not supposed to be talking about anything, really, but she's really not supposed to be talking about the deliberations. She's talking about what specific witnesses they saw, what the grand jury thought of them. She says some of them we found credible, some of them we found funny. I don't know why that's relevant, but she's been saying we found this guy funny or interesting. I think she's potentially crossing a line here. It's going to be a real problem for prosecutors. Yeah, what the hell is going on with these people? I'll explain it to you. It's pretty simple, actually. Uh, there is a group of people who are deeply and utterly abidingly broken. They have a disease inside of their brain. They're brain damaged. And those people believe the headlines that Donald Trump is Hitler. He's Orange Hitler. And so they'll do anything to stop Orange Hitler. And they'll look like this. And they're looking at their camera. We, well, I would really like to swear in Donald Trump. I would really like to do it. It'd be fun for me. <laughs> like, she looks like the girl in The Exorcist. 
this is what happens when you're disconnected from reality, when you're disconnected from the real world. And more importantly, when you have a media that is set on propagating these lies. Never, I don't think I've ever complimented CNN on this program, but good for them saying like, this is a pro what, what the hell is wrong with this person? She's deranged. What a mutant. What a strange, broke brain person. Be careful about living in blue states, man. You don't want someone like that on your jury. Live and balkanize inside of moral places, places that go to East Palestine, East Palestine to help people, places that want to help your fellow Americans. There are great moral bastions still. And if you don't believe me that we're fighting a spiritual battle between darkness and light, that is exhibit A. Weird demon possessed girl coming after Donald Trump because she's believed all of the filth and propaganda that's been vomited into her face by the media. I'm going after Orange Hitler. I'm going to I'm going to take him out. Dude. Whoa. Man, the Trump team should sue her. Uh for for massive improprieties. In fact, l lucky for us, we actually have a lawyer uh and a legal professional. I dare I say a a scholar in sort of the demonic refuse of uh, this nation who has seen the deep state from the inside has seen some of the darkness in this country from the inside. Uh, his name is Cash Patel. I can't think of a better person to come on the show right now to diagnose what the hell's happening uh, than the great Cash Patel who joins us now. Cash, what's going on? Dude, uh, thanks for joining our program and not like st like having both your pupils go different directions and then hovering and then crawling up your wall, right? And then vomiting and spinning your head around. So so great to be back with you, Benny. And I think your uh, summary on, on that portion of justice or lack thereof is spot on. And the fact that CNN is all over it is is tragic and comedic at the same time. So what's going on with this person? I mean, let's just start with this lawsuit in Georgia. You, you, you know, you've worked at the DOJ. You've been a prosecutor yourself. Uh, I want to get to Trump and East Palestine, uh, even though the president's airborne right now. Um, please tell us, like, what what is the update here? And do you have the same response as and are you on the same side as Anderson Cooper on this one? Is this like a prosecutor's worst nightmare? Don't get me in trouble. I don't want to be on the same side as Anderson Cooper. But listen, here's the reality. As a former federal prosecutor, um, there's one rule. Grand jury material is inviolable. That means you can never speak about it. You can never talk about it. You can never leak it. You, the prosecutor, you, the federal agent, you, the witness, and you, especially the grand juror, because as, as we call them grand juries, the petite juries are the ones you have in criminal trials. Grand juries are the ones that decide whether or not a crime a criminal case ever begins. It's the most critical step in the judicial process, which is why it's so heavily protected, even from the deep, the, uh, the fake news mafia. You rarely hear about grand jury testimony leaking. I mean, of course, the Democrats and DOJ and Garland and FBI have done it when it's suitable to them, but they don't have the grand jurors leaking it. This lady went on national TV and thought it fit to basically outline the entire investigative process that was presented to them as if they wanted to try the case in the court of public opinion, 
which is exactly what they want, because I don't think there's going to be any indictments. So she wants to get ahead of it. So she wants to try and grab her fame. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. And then so- Anderson Cooper will have, have her on when they don't have indictments and say, oh, you're a national hero. Thanks for speaking. <laughs> on. OK, let's uh, just final question on this one. Let's say that they do come through and they yeah. recommend an indictment against Donald Trump. How do you fight it? Uh, look, he's got a lot of ammunition now, um, as you were talking about. Basically, you can go back into the court system and say um, this grand jury, the genesis of this criminal investigation and charge has been tainted and has been corrupted. So you must throw this charge out in its entirety. It's a very strong legal position to take. It's also one that almost never happens. That's why it's so strong, because when I was a public defender, I tried, you know, 60 some odd cases. Never once did I have the opportunity to say, look at the grand jury mistake, because it just doesn't happen. But the rule's pretty clear. If it does happen, it's like one of those automatic things, like all you have to do is show that it happened, play this lady's videotape, and then the judge is going to be put in a very difficult position. Um, now, I don't know how it works down there in Fulton County and what the bench is like down there, but the letter of the law is pretty clear. If you do that, your case should get tossed. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of getting uh, tossed, people are tossing out millions of gallons of water in East Palestine. Now mm-hmm. we're hearing reports, the water's safe, the water's safe. Actually, we've excavated a million gallons of water out. Mm-hmm. They're slowly starting to creep in and say, uh, actually, we probably shouldn't have told everyone to go back in their homes. And Joe Biden went to the place, we, we mapped it out on a globe. He went to the polar opposite of East Palestine, Ohio. You can't actually get farther away than Kiev. And so, one, were you part of the nexus that decided that Donald Trump should go there? And then, two, what is Donald Trump going to do today when he hits the ground? Uh, listen, as, as much as I'd love to take credit for it, Donald Trump's his own man, and he comes up with these ideas on his own. That's what makes him Donald Trump. It's like, wait, why didn't we think of that? Well, he thought of it because, you know, he's President Trump. And I think what you'll see from President Trump is pretty simple. Support the community rally support for the nation um, on East Palestine, and then talk about how they can help, whether it's fundraising, whether it's people, whether it's just showing up and saying, here's a meal for the day for all the uh, first uh, responders that are helping out there, things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'll hear anything major in, in terms of like legislation or policy, but you will hear a comparison between what he's doing and what Biden's doing, which is basically setting the stage for global war. Instead of watching Americans and safeguarding their drinking water and our communities and safeguarding our transportation systems, he's tap dancing on the global stage in Europe, telling the world that he should be called Budinsky because he grew up around Poles and talking about how much more money and weaponry we're going to give the Ukrainians. This is exactly what happened in the lead up to Afghanistan and why we were there for 20 years and why I have been tragically saying Ukraine is going to be the next Afghanistan and conventional soldiers from the United States military will be on the ground there in less than one year. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Wow. I mean, you 
you, of course, were in charge of the Department of Defense. And so you could perhaps give some insight into something that really was curious for our viewership, which mm -hmm. was the air raid sirens that weren't sounding for weeks or months. Right. There were no MiGs in the sky. There were no missiles in the sky. There were no bullets on the ground. There were no ships in the ocean. And suddenly the air raid sirens go off right when the camera started to roll. Joe Biden walking through that square. Can you perhaps break that down for us? Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably more propaganda to say we need even more help. We need even more money. We need even more tanks, more surface to air missile systems. Look, from the DOD perspective, the fact that we've given $110 billion, let's put that aside. What have we given? Surface to air missiles, battery defense systems, M1 Abrams tanks. It's not like we can just drop these off by a parachute or a Chinese balloon and say, here are the keys to the tank. Please go ahead and defend yourselves. These systems takes American manning. We have American contractors on the ground in the Ukraine right now. It's, it's too cute by a half. They're not uniformed military soldiers, but they're ex-uniformed military soldiers providing the manufacturing equipment assistance and basic operational, hey, how do you do this playbook to the Ukrainians who then have to maintain the equipment, which is another thing America has to do for them, because it's not like they have the ability to do it. It's not a knock on them, but they just can't drive an Amon Embers tank. They cannot they cannot strategically apply a surface to air missile defense system by hitting the red button. You know, it's not Canadian bacon. So these things are going to cause Americans to be in the war, which is what I believe Joe Biden is doing. He's out there laying the framework to say, we are going to be sending you our troops very soon. And <clears throat> the irony of it all is the radical left-wing media is cheering it on. Yes. The same people that excoriated us, and rightly so for many of our moves in Afghanistan, are out there saying, basically, rah, 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 Joe Biden, we can't wait for you to send more money. And we haven't even talked about the, the goons in Congress who are uh, you know, bending the knee to their overlords in the defense industrial complex. That's the only reason they send all this stuff over there. Everyone makes money. Coming back stateside here, we're just very proud of the man who you work hand in glove with every single day, Donald Trump, for delivering the much needed aid and attention, most importantly, attention and humanity to the people of East Palestine. I I, uh, I played a, a series of clips of Donald Trump going to disaster zones and the the comment section just melted down. Donald Trump going to disaster zone after disaster zone after disaster zone, everything from Puerto Rico to places in Texas that definitely didn't vote for him. It, it was... Uh, Regardless of where the people voted, if they even spoke English, Donald Trump was there in their time of need if they had a connection to this country and this great flag. And that seems to be possibly the greatest display of America first versus America last uh, yeah. that we've ever seen right now going on before us in this very moment. Do you agree? I do agree. And, and it's led a lot of Americans to follow in his footsteps and show aid to their America first agenda to our Americans that are in need. And I think you you've, you're leading the charge. You're I, I, I thought I saw you on Steve Bannon the other day saying how you can give back to the East Palestine community. And uh, I'm going to hop on the bandwagon and say my foundation fight with cash is giving you five grand right now. You tell me where it goes. And that check's going out the door in the name of Benny Johnson and his show. So because you were courageous enough to see that effort, we're cutting a check. Well, we are going to start a GoFundMe um, or a Give, Send, Go. Sorry, we're not going to use the communist GoFundMe. They'll probably shut us down. Uh, they hate Americans. They hate freedom. But we are going to do that, and then we're going to go and help. Uh, we're going to continue to help because we don't need the government's permission, right? Like, w no. We don't need to ask Joe Biden 
uh, and his permission. It's actually fundamentally anti-Christian uh, to to do that. We should just go and commit action ourselves. So no, we're going to be seen as pari- we're going to be seen as pariahs for trying to help our fellow Americans in need yeah. instead of right. not what not helping the global people in need. But I mean that. Please tell my team where and when to send it. We'll send it immediately in your name because you started this effort, and I haven't heard of anyone else doing it. And you're right. At the end of the day, it's because we saw Donald Trump go there and say, well, I want to help the Ukraine, but I want to help America first. When we're done doing that, then we can give our money and aid away to others. But right now, there are too many Americans need. And here's where I always leave it. 55,000 homeless veterans in the United States today, Hmm. 24 of which take their life every day to suicide. Hmm. If we can't solve that problem in its entirety, we have no business, none, giving a dollar overseas to anyone anywhere else. That's right. That's right. One of the best foundations out there, one of the best people and champions for a winning cause. We did also cover the polling of Donald Trump surging in the polls, plus (laughs) 20 since the beginning of the year. Cash, where can people find your work? Uh, Fightwithcash.com, fightwithcashwithak.com. Look, it's the best mission I have, all this silly merch and everything. Everyone gets involved together. No one earns a salary. Every door, every dollar goes back out the door. If you know a family in need, be it Jan 6 or East Palestine, if you know people need legal defense funds or active duty service members who are getting their rights infringed upon them, let us know. We gave away $100,000 last year. This year, we're going to give away a million. Fightwithcash.com. Amazing. God bless you, Cash. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thanks so much. <laughs> Wow, well, that's never happened before. We got a donation live on air. I guess we should start doing this donation thing more often and we can do more good. We're just going to give it we're just going to give it all away to our fellow Americans who are in need and we're going to find those communities. We've already brainstormed a couple of other things that we could do for forgotten Americans. So maybe we just need to start uh, putting a little bit of extra gasoline on this idea uh, and get going. We promise you, ladies and gentlemen, that you will be part of it. Uh, Part of it, huh? What was part of Joe Biden's corrupt business dealings? Well, Republicans demand interview with Serbian UN official over his business relationship with Hunter Biden. GOP claims a politician introduced the top Chinese Communist Party officials to the president's son. The dirty little tales that they weave inside of the Biden crime family. Republicans are investigating the Biden family's alleged influence peddling and demanded an interview with the former Serbian politician with ties to Hunter Biden, the Communist Chinese Party, Vic Jimeric, the ex-president of the United Nations General Assembly, allegedly introduced the president's son to energy firms with Chinese links. At the time, Hunter Biden was being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars annually to act as a consultant to open doors, introducing businessmen with links to Beijing to political leaders around the world. What did they do, ladies and gentlemen? What did they do? They sold out America because they hate this place and they want to get rich. They want to get rich off the downfall of America. The end. That's what these people are doing. That's why they don't care about East Palestine. That's why they don't care about you. They just want to get rich. They want to rip all the brass off the Titanic before it sinks. Republican Congressman James Comer, who, big announcement, will be on the show tomorrow, James Comer, the investigatory bulldog of the GOP, will be on our show tomorrow. And James Comer saying that the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability will demand that Jumeric appear in an interview or hand over all documents related to the deals that he has with Hunter Biden's family. Yes, good. James Comer, we're honored to have him on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, maybe we'll ask him about this next story, which is shocking. Air Force wrongly released GOP candidates' personal files before the midterms after Democrat-funded firm's effort 
This is an absolute sick puppy story, man. This is absolutely despicable. Three personal files improperly were released by the United States Air Force in a lead up to last year's midterm elections belong to a Republican House candidate and the results of a Democrat funded investigative firm's effort to target the lawmakers went beyond dirty politics. It was criminal. The chairs of the Republican House Oversight and Armed Services Committee said that the defense secretary Lloyd Austin last week with an internal Air Force audit showed that 11 files were improperly disclosed to due diligence group LLC between October uh, 2021 and December 2022. James Comer, there you go. Let's ask him tomorrow, said that he allegedly misrepresented the firm misrepresented itself in order to obtain access to personal files or records without authorization or consent. The conduct by the airport is at by the Air Force is at a minimum unacceptable. The conduct by research firms is quite possibly criminal. Good. GOP candidate Jennifer Ruth Green, whose case triggered an audit after the October 7th Politico story included details of her uh, Air Force personal record, most notably information about a sexual assault she suffered in Iraq. At the time, Green accused her opponent, Frank Marvin, of obtaining the information through a third party, now known to have been this Democrat dirty group, and fishing it out of news outlets, fishing it out to news outlets who would use her record against her. Man, these people are dirty. They're filthy people. These are filthy, disgusting demons for power, succubuses for power. They are mutants. They're inhuman. They used, they went to the Air Force. They misrepresented themselves. Uh, For some inexplicable reason, those people should be fired and shackled and sent to Guantanamo Bay. Whoever at the Air Force signed off on this gave this lady's personal file. She served her country admirably. She was sexually abused in Iraq, serving her country, and then they took that information, obtained illegally, and then shopped it around to the press in order to harm her politically. Disgusting. Jail. All these people. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. Wow. The NRCC is calling for the DCCC to face accountability uh, if the committee used stolen military records. So the Democrats are now so lustful for power that they are stealing military records and then using them in hit jobs. And our military is allowing it. What a decrepit, rotted, bloated rat hole uh, our our permanent Washington has become. That's why it absolutely must be destroyed. Ron DeSantis is out with a uh, platform to essentially move government agencies away from D.C. I wonder where he got that idea. We've been talking about that for a year. Man, maybe we'd have a, a, mili- a good military if the Defense Department was in Texas or in Florida instead of in Virginia for some unexplic- inexplicable reason. The Defense Department should be in a state that actually knows how to use weapons. Then maybe China's president, Xi Jinping, wouldn't go running to Moscow. China's president is going to go visit Putin uh, soon as Vladimir Putin withdraws from nuclear arms treaties. That's never a good sign. Watch.
Ramifications and consequences from Biden have not deterred Putin. The war continues. And now Russia is suspending its participation in the new START nuclear arms control treaty. They can't be stupid people. They want to deliver us a strategic defeat while sneaking into our strategic nuclear objects. U.S. inspections of Russian nuclear facilities now cease. The announcement by uh, Russia that it's uh, suspending participation in the START is deeply unfortunate and irresponsible. Got it. Unfortunate and irresponsible is going to Kiev and then staging a fake air siren instead of going to East Palestine, Ohio. That's just one man's opinion. Netanyahu now mulls meeting Zelensky to put pressure on Kiev as Israel grows. The only reason we're highlighting this is that nobody's looking to America. So China's going to Moscow. Israel's going to Ukraine. Nobody's looking to America to deconflict this. It should be America and our State Department trying to find an off-ramp for these people in this conflict. Instead, America is agitating, blowing up Nord Stream pipelines, putting lethal weaponry inside of Ukraine, funding the entire war effort, funding their damn pensions. It's sick. But as we covered on the show yesterday, these people want World War III because they'll make a lot of money off of it. That is why we we agree with Donald Trump on many things, but we deeply agree with Donald Trump saying that anyone running for president should take a mental competency text, test. It's true. Former President Donald Trump, who's running for president, second term in office, says everyone running for president should have to take a mental competency test. Good. Uh, the idea of having a competency test is a dig at older politicians, mainly at President Joe Biden, who is 80 years old and who cannot tie his own shoelaces and who dribbles uh, applesauce out of his mouth every single time he tries to give a speech. There's a hilarious clip of him in Ukraine or Poland or wherever he was giving some thousand points of light speech. And he co couldn't speak English, right? But it's okay. He's talking to people who also don't speak English, so whatever. Maybe we'll play the clip on the show tomorrow. Donald Trump said on Truth Social, anyone running for the office of the president of the United States should agree to take a full and complete mental competency test simultaneously or before the announcement that he or she is running. Man, I am totally totally in agreement of this. We'll see Donald Trump's stamina. Trump talks about his physical mental acuity and physical stamina in this truth. We'll see about it today in East Palestine. We'll be watching very, very closely. Again, Donald Trump will be landing any second, uh, and we'll bring you all of the updates on tomorrow's show. The verse of the day, ladies and gentlemen, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of the soul and the spirit of joints and of the marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hebrews 4, verse 12. Discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Well, you have to have a good heart in order to go to East Palestine. You have to have a bad heart in order to go to someplace that's not your country, where people are uh, not your brethren in arms, that do not live under your flag. Uh, you have to have a dark, blackened soul, actually, to try and weaponize and monetize uh, someone else's pain. We certainly don't want to do that. We want to help on the show. And so once more, ladies and gentlemen, we do this show, God, family, country. We do this show to help our fellow Americans, not to hurt our fellow Americans, to save America and not to harm America, to create a future for your children and for mine. And that's why we show up every single day, ladies and gentlemen. That's our intentions of our heart. And God's word is living and active through us, through this program. And we are just simple Christians trying to make some light in the world. We'll see you tomorrow. My name is Benny Johnson.